Welcome to the Superhost Unveiled podcast, where a small family created a thriving vacation rental business in the heart of the White Mountains. Founded by husband and wife duo Peter and Julia Plord, with the help of their business-savvy daughter Hannah, Peter was able to leave his full-time job and move him and his wife to their dream location. Together, we'll discuss the secrets of building a successful vacation rental business and beyond. Pack your bags, let's check in for the journey of your life. Here are your super hosts, Hannah and Peter Plord. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Superhost Unveiled. Today I am really excited and um, privileged and honored to be speaking to kind of like an internet friend from um, from the mountains of New Hampshire up here where we are. And it's Daniela Morganelli from Vacay Vibes. And before I let you talk, Daniela, I, I don't know if you realize this, but when we first started up here, I joined a few groups and you were like one of those people that were just like, hey, I can probably get help you with a cleaner or you just seem to be someone really open and, and, and warm and friendly and inviting. And it wasn't about, you know, they could be competition or yada, yada. It was just about extending a hand of, of uh, friendship. And I, I just appreciated that. I don't think we've ever, I've ever told you that, but I definitely appreciated it very much. I come from a background of um, social work, psychology, counseling. I always thought I was meant to be in the, the helping field in that sense. Um, but here I am in the hospitality business. Um, and, you know, that's where my roots are now. Well, that's good. You're, you're using your gifts. So, so tell our listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got started, um, you know, describe your property a little bit to our listeners and, uh, but how you, how you started and what made you go into short-term rentals? Sure. So, um, you know, I, I've been infected with the travel bug um, since a young age, so I've always loved to travel. Um, my mom's a travel agent, uh, so I spent my younger years kind of traveling with her. Um, and, you know, I've always had that passion. I've always encouraged others to travel. Um, and as I mentioned, I, I my background comes from uh, the counseling field. Um, that's what my undergrad and my master's is in. Um, So I had always thought, you know, I wanted to be a school counselor. So on my summers off, I wanted to kind of rent vacation properties as a property manager. Um, You know, two years ago, I said, well, you know what, rather than be a property manager, why don't I just invest in a property um, and then, you know, rent it out on my own. And that way I can kind of be more involved in, uh, you know, people's vacations, their memories. Um, So yeah, two years ago, I, I was lucky enough to purchase Vacay Vibes in D5 um, up in Glen, New Hampshire. Um, and here I am now renting it out. And um, it's kind of my passion. It's it's more than just a hobby for me. Um, I love, you know, seeing people up there and enjoying it, making memories with their own families, their friends. Um, I, you know, I, I always encourage people to travel. So this is kind of my way of, um, I guess, giving back in a sense of, you know, encouraging them to just go somewhere different, explore new things, go on adventures. Um, and here's my home and feel free to make yourself at home and make the memories that you want there. That's, that's awesome. I love Um, that. Yeah. I have so many questions (laughs) in my head. Um, one of them, I'm just going to blurt it out. So, Give us like your best vacation ever. 
Oh, where my did you go? And did you always uh, go with your mom? Like this started early, you said? Yeah. So, um, you know, my mom has always been, you know, infected with the travel bug. Um, my dad does not travel. So, uh, you know, they, it was difficult for her to be able to go places. So, you know, when I was old enough around eight, that's when she started taking me places. Um, and as an eight-year-old, I kind of was like, oh, this is boring. But once I got into college, I was like, you know what, this is fun and this is cool. And like, now that I'm not traveling with my mom, it's way, way cooler. <laughs> um, so my best vacation, um, you know, I'd have to actually say my last vacation, well, it wasn't my last vacation, but my last uh, big vacation without the kid um, I have a four-year-old, um, was to Cancun, Mexico. Um, and that one was actually, it exceeded my expectations and uh, it was a, a memorable trip. Were you buying it strictly as an investment property? Was it, you know, was it, I'm going to put this on Airbnb or I was going to, you know, what was your strategy, I guess, when you, you know, after you bought the property and maybe talk about it a little bit. I, I don't even know um, I think it's three bedrooms, two baths, you know, it's right across from Storyland up here, which is a very, um, you know, very big um, summertime um, tourist, tourist attraction for the little ones. So was that part of the, the play too, or? We went into this um, expecting to Airbnb it. Um, we had reached out to a local realtor and we had said, you know, this is our intention. Our intention is to rent it out um, for vacations. Um, I had gone through a list of two dozen properties that I wanted to look at. Um, she, my realtor actually cut it down to about a quarter of that. She was like, yeah, some of these aren't going to be ideal uh, vacation homes for you uh, to rent out. Um, and Vacay Vibes in D5 was actually the last one we looked at. And when we looked at it, we were like, you know what, this is perfect on a golf course. It's right across the street from Storyland. Um, and it was, you know, a really good starting point for us to kind of get into this type of business. Um, so it's a two bed, one bath condo. Um, it's a, a bottom floor unit, so no stairs. Um, so it's easy access. Um, it's got the golf course, it's got the pool, um, the Ellis River flows right behind it as well. Um, so it's in an ideal location, um, you know, ideal for tourists, ideal for families. Um, you know, there's four big mountains right nearby, Atatash, Cranmore, Wildcat, uh, Black Mountain. So, you know, in the summer, we ideally focus on um, families visiting Storyland or hikers coming up to, you know, go on their hiking adventures outside. Um, and then in the winter, we, uh, you know, focus on skiers and snowboarders and, um, you know, snowshoers and things like that. Awesome. Cool. In a previous previous episode, we talked about kind of like the story of your house. Do you did you have a story in mind when you're designing the condo for your guests? Um, yeah, so I I love like the cabin feel of it. I love like the mountain, um, you know, feeling of just kind of being up there and being warm, um, you know, with the snow in the mountains and things like that. So. Um, when we set up the house, I, I really wanted to kind of bring that in. So we have a lot of bears up there. Um, we have got a bear rug. We have a, a big bear right by the TV. And then lots of little uh, knickknacks um, throughout, you know, cabin signs and things like that. 
Um, so yeah, we, we really try to like bring that in and uh, make you feel like you're up in the mountains. So I was looking at your Instagram and you have over 5,000 followers, which is pretty impressive. Did you start your Instagram right away? Did you have a strategy in mind? How did you get to the point where you are now? Uh, so we did kind of start our Instagram um, right off the bat once we closed and started decorating it. Um, I, at first, we were kind of more focused on just getting our family and friends to follow us and kind of um, spread the word through word of mouth. Um, and then I kind of started to see all the hashtags of, you know, hashtag White Mountains or hashtag Visit New Hampshire. Um, and so I started following those hashtags. Um, and I, I kind of just started, you know, following people who were interested in, in the White Mountains and coming up to visit there. Um, and sure enough, people started following us back. So um, that's kind of where we started. Um, you know, we've done a lot of contests and giveaways. Um, so we've, we've grown our followers that way as well. Um, but yeah, it's been mostly through word of mouth and just kind of following the hashtags and using them. Um, and here we are two and a half years later with 5,000 followers. I, I don't know how it happened, but here we are. <laughs> That's yeah, wicked impressive. And I think, you know, you're, you're super active on it. And I feel like you make it really personal, you know, like you have like your daughter in it and it's yourself and it's stuff that you guys do. And when you come up here, you know, you're showing people what kind of fun you can have up here. Um, is it, you know, is there any kind of trickery? I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, or is it just you managing your account? Like, do you have it on, you know, is there any tools that you use for it? Or is it just, is it just as simple of your posting every day or every other day? Yeah, it's, it's really just me. Um, I, I don't want to say I have a lot of free time on my hands, but um, I don't do well with free time. So I try to keep myself busy and this is just kind of a way to keep myself busy and entertained. Um, at first we kind of started it to focus more on the property. Um, and then I realized, you know, I can only post a picture of the bed so many times before people <laughs> get <laughs> bored of it. Um, so, you know, I've, I've teamed up with a couple of um, Instagram influencers to come out and take, you know, lifestyle photographs of the place um, and of like the surroundings. So we've got a lot of drone pictures that we have that we can post. Um, but I've also realized that, um, you know, the White Mountains are just a, a beautiful place to be. Um, so I go up probably about once a month and I usually go up with my four-year-old daughter because um, she loves it up there. Um, so every time we go up, we try to explore somewhere new. Um, and I always snap pictures on my iPhone of these places. Uh, they're not the greatest pictures, but uh, I don't know how you can really fail at taking a picture of a waterfall. So um, we've kind of... <laughs> focused more on, um, you know, sharing things on what to do up there. Um, we are part of the White Mountains um, Attractions Association. So we are listed as um, a, a preferred place to stay with them. Um, so I've, I've kind of realized that, you know, there's so many options of places to stay up in the White Mountains that um, I, I don't fear the competition. I, you know, I, I love that we have so many great places to stay. I want to encourage my followers to actually get out and, and go places. And if they don't stay with us, that's fine. Um, but as long as you're, you know, they're traveling to the White Mountains or traveling wherever and just exploring new places, 
I think that's kind of um, our, our purpose of the Instagram has kind of shifted away from vacay vibes in D5 to more of, um, you know, here's some really cool stuff to see in the white mounds. And if you want to go stay with us, but if you don't stay with us, no big deal too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I think that's just amazing. And I think someone who's listening should really go back and listen to it again, because I, it's just so natural. Like, it's just so like, it's almost like good karma, you know, like I'm not here to fight for a guest, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to, if it's going to happen, it happens, you know? So, I mean, that was really powerful. And, and it, and what, and it's so genuine, you know, you come across just so like, this is who I am. This is really, this is real, you know? And I guess I have a question based on that answer, you know? So how did you find the influencers? Did they find you? Was it like, was it a strategic move back when you did it? And was it as simple as direct messaging them? Like what, how did that all go about? In, in the early stages of our Instagram, um, like I said, we had started following people who were following like the typical hashtags that you know would catch uh, a client for us? Um, so there was a, you know a, a big Instagram um, influencer that I, I kept seeing their pictures. You know they kept tagging cabins and mountains and things like that. Um, and I really loved the style of their photos. Um, and some of my own personal friends were following this person as well. They were they were local at I think the Berkshires. Um, and I followed him for quite a few months before I actually had the courage to reach out and say, hey, you know what, like, I love your work. And I'd love for you to come visit us and take pictures. Um, there was a cost to it. Um, so, you know, for me being brand new, I really wasn't sure how to um, reach out to them or, or work over that hurdle. Um, but they were super friendly. They got back to me, they told me the process. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go and see, you know, see how it works. Um, so we had them come up in the spring one year and then come up in the um, winter one year. Um, and then there's also a, um, a website called Stayamo, um, S-T-A-Y-A-M-O. Um, and we're listed on there as well. Um, it's, a, it's a big network of properties and Instagram influencers um, where you can collaborate with each other um, either by offering a free or reduced stay um, and then they come out and, you know, either take photographs or promote your, um, your property. Um, I think we've been on there about a year um, and we just had our first guest from that in the fall. So it's taken some time, um, but, you know, it was, it was nice. They were able to come up, visit, um, explore some areas um, and we got some photos out of it. So it was kind of a nice trade-off. Yeah, that's sweet. Didn't know about that website. I'm learning so much right now. It's like awesome. I, I just, I'm writing notes as fast and furious. So again, I have more questions. I don't know if you do Hannah, but I, I have some more basically. Okay. So um, my, my, I don't, you don't have to tell us the cost, but I'm guessing like you had to give this influencer like a, the, did they stay overnight? I'm guessing you offered that for free. Was that part of the cost? Was it, there was a flat fee and then you had to throw that in? Yeah, so I I had went in assuming that um, you know two free nights would be a reasonable trade off, um, but this this influencer has um, hundreds of thousands of followers, so 
um, they did request um, a couple hundred dollars um, in addition to the free night okay. stay. So they had different package levels. So, you know, you could get a YouTube video or, you know, um, more pictures or things like that. So, gotcha. um, yeah, yeah, most influencers charge based on how many followers they have. So like if you get over 10,000 followers, it's usually a pretty hefty chunk of change for each um influenced posts i guess <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna guess that they also like was that part of it what hannah just said like they give you x amount of post or did they just give you like i don't how did that all work after they left and what were you was there like a formal contract um no there wasn't really a formal contract um what what they did was um i think like the first package i paid for was like um one post on their account and like ones for a couple stories while they were there. Um, and then they tag us in that. Um, okay. But then we get to keep the photos, which kind of helps us in the long term, um, you know, giving us posting material. And then, you know, we can tag them as well. So we, we end up in their tagged photos. Um, so, yeah. I think that's really awesome. And I think it's really, you know, entrepreneurial of you also. You know, I don't think a lot of people like launch a vacation rental and go, I'm going to go after an influencer that, that you know, has a hundred thousand followers and I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I'm going to go for it, you know, and that's pretty awesome. So I want to kind of go back a little bit for, before we go forward. So, so you, you hit the publish button on Airbnb back in 2018. How did that go? How were you, how were you feeling about it? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Your first guest probably booked soon, I'm guessing. What, what, what time of year was it? Started the process of buying um, Vacay Vibes in D5 in June. And we were supposed to close at the end of July. Um, we ended up closing early August. I had purchased most things in advance. So, you know, the day we closed, I headed right up there. And um, summer's the busy season for the White Mountains. So I was um, real eager to get in and at least get you know, some, something in there um, before the summer ended. So I hit the publish button um, prematurely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thinking that, you know, it would take like weeks to get a booking. Um, you know, I, I hit it, I think at like one o'clock in the afternoon and by like 3 p.m. I had already had my first three bookings. Oh, um, wow. So I was excited, but then you know, reality set in and I was like, oh, I don't have a couch yet. I don't have this yet. Um, so I was scrambling to get um, ready. You know, I, I hadn't even had the cable set up. Um, <laughs> so if I could go back in time, I, I would wait until everything was 100% ready to go before I hit the publish button. Um, <laughs> our first guest, um, she came from New York uh, she was coming up with her in-laws. She was going to take them golfing. Um, we had been there setting up the bunk beds, um, getting the cable set up. Um, so when she had arrived, we, we were thinking we would be done by the time she arrived. She arrived right as we were putting the last screw in the bunk bed. So I was rushing to make a bed. I can't make a bed for the life of me. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a disaster. She, she wasn't happy with us. Um, you know, she went and got her groceries. And by the time she got back, we were done. We had apologized. Um, but we got a four star on that one. And <laughs> that kind of set a precedent for, um, 
you know, the future bookings. If, if you guys know Airbnb, you know that their uh, rating system is um, pretty harsh. Um, so four stars, it, it set us off on the wrong foot, but um, we bounced back pretty quickly. We, we realized our mistakes, we corrected them. Um, and then going forward, it was five stars for us, so. That is, that's an amazing story. <laughs> I think I, I I think our listeners can relate. Um, I kind of was aggressive myself when I first started, so I can definitely relate. But my bunk beds were put together, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and yeah. with the way furniture companies are with delivering up here, um, that's a roll of the dice. You never know if they're going to show up or not. So you say, okay, so you get a four star, which is discouraging. And then you got, you know, then obviously you're a super host now. And how conscious of you were, how conscious of you, of that were you? Like, you know, did you know, like, hey, I got to be, I definitely need to be a super host. And was that your goal? Yeah. So um, I love setting um, goals for myself. Um, so when I was on Airbnb, um, you know, I, I want to accomplish as much as I can. Um, so that was the first thing that I wanted to accomplish. Um, like I said, we went live in August and um, the super host gets determined October 1st. Um, so for August and September, I was like, this is my main goal is to get super host status. Um, so I was determined to do everything I could to get to that. Um, you know, looking back, um, I'm sure there could have been more I could have done, but we we were able to get Superhost um, right in that October, um, despite our four stars. So we were really excited about that. Um, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, that's uh, impressive. Yeah, that's definitely, it's not easy, you know. Tell us a little bit about your mindset around hospitality. You know, we, we heard at the beginning how passionate you are about people going on vacation and stuff, but like, we've talked a lot on our show on how important it is um, to really excel at hospitality. And I, I, you know, I look at your, your photos, you know, of your place and I, 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 you know, I'm a realtor up here. So I've been into those condos and not all, all of them are alike for sure. And you've done an amazing job kind of telling the story on there about what your place feels like and looks like. But can you just talk a little bit about hospitality? Did you, was that something you were consciously thinking about um, on when the guest arrived? And you don't live here. So how, how far away are you from your condo? I'm about three hours away from um, the condo. Um, so I, I manage my own um, and I do it all remotely. So I, I put a lot of um, reliance on smart technology. Um, so we have the smart locks, um, we've got smart thermostats, we've got the smart light bulbs, um, we have smart fire alarms too. Um, so I know when people are smoking in my unit. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I thought it would be a little bit challenging um, to manage remotely. Um, when we first went into this, we did um, interview a management company um, I work in property management now. I, I deal with condo associations, um, a little different than vacation rentals, um, but I've been doing about six, seven years. So I'm fairly confident in myself that I can manage my own property, um, even though it's three hours away. Um, 
And so we did man we did interview a management company. Um, but you know, like I said before, like I like to set goals for myself and I really wanted to have um, a heavy social media presence, um, especially now, like in, in these times of social media. Um, and the management company really didn't want me involved at all in the um, management of the, the, of the, the rental. Um, you know, I had asked if I could have my own Facebook page and if I could just refer people to their booking site. Um, they told me no. And I was like, well, that takes away all my fun in this, you know, like yeah. I want to be involved and, um, you know, I really want to share this with people. Um, so we decided not to go with a management company. Um, I hired a, a really reliable, trustworthy cleaner um, and her and her husband had um, really kind of helped be my eyes and ears up there. Um, so I was really kind of blessed to have that. Um, you know, they they were able to check on things if I needed them to check on, but um, knock on wood, we really haven't had major issues. Our, our units um, fairly new, everything was um, upgraded in there before we bought it. Um, so, you know, we don't have to worry about the water heater going or any of the appliances going. Um, everything's all new, including the plumbing. So um, we really kind of lucked out with that one. Nice. What does that mean to you? And and I'm curious about your cleaners too and your, and your person, but we can get to that next. Sure. So, um, you know, going into this, I'm in a lot of the Facebook groups for Airbnb hosts and things like that. Um, and I see a lot of the comments and discussions about certain things. Um, and I think you just have to have that hospitality in your bloodline. Um, I don't think everyone's really cut out to be hospitable. Um, you know, you, you have to, I, I think a lot of people go into Airbnb thinking like, well, this is my home and I make the rules and I can do what I want. And in reality, if, if you're putting your home out there, um, you know, you need to be hospitable to these, to, to your clients, to your guests. Um, it's, it is your house at the end of the day, but at the same time, these people are paying you to stay here um, and they should be able to have that right to enjoy their time. And um, so what we do is, um, you know, we, we really try to bump it up a notch for people to make them feel like they're actually at home. Um, you know, we've got a seasonal renter coming up and we reached out to her and sh she came and stayed one weekend to kind of test it out. And we followed up with her and we said, you know, what are you going to need for this seasonal rental? Um, you know, she asked for a drying rack. She asked for um, a, a blackout curtains, uh, more thicker ones than what we have. Um, and I didn't hesitate at all. I went right on Amazon. I ordered them and I said, they're going to be there right, right before you guys check in and we'll have it all ready for you. Um, and I think that's just what it takes, you know, to be in the hosp hospitality business is um, to just go above and beyond for everybody, um, you know, to make, to make them feel special. Um, we give all our guests um, little goodie bags when they arrive, um, just to kind of, you know, make it more personal um, and things like that. I, no, that was, that's, I mean, you just said so many really great things. Um, you know, the fact that you asked the guests for feedback, she gave it to you. 
and then you actually did something about it. You know, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, I mean, everything you just said is right on the money on what, on, on what is obviously made you successful on what you're doing. Um, who, so these goodie bags, um, I'm guessing obviously the cleaners are setting them up for you. Like, do you still have that same cleaner by the way? Um, no. So she, she ended up, um, moving into like the healthcare field. Um, so she, she was only able to do weekends for us. So we're actually, um, we just hired a new cleaner a couple months ago. Um, it's a, a mother and daughter team. Um, and they've been really great too. They've been able to, um, be my eyes and ears. And, and I explained that to them too, when I hired them, I said, you know, my last cleaner, um, she was so great. She, she did whatever she could, she, you know, she had painted the whole unit when I needed, um, to wow. repaint. Um, she had shampooed the carpets for us when we needed to do that. Um, she did a lot for us. So we had explained that to the new cleaner when we hired her and she, she was on board with, um, being able to really help out in that sense. So that's great. We've been really blessed with, um, you know, everyone up in that white mountain region, they've been so helpful to us. Yeah. Um, that's really great. Um, I, the, I think one of the, not the last episode we published with the one before was all about cleaners and how much they mean to us. And they're, they're really the backbone of a successful, you know, short-term rental. It starts with them, it ends with them and everything in the middle, you know? Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to say a big part of hospitality is communication with the guests. So how do you manage that? Do you, do you use a software system to send out automatic messages? Like what are your core messages that you kind of send out to every guest? Um, so I just use really Airbnbs. Um, they're the save templates. So I have a couple of templates saved. Um, you know, when somebody's, when, when I get a booking, um, I, I go in myself, I don't use a software, um, but I go in myself and I grab my um, little template that I saved and I it pretty much says, you know, thanks for booking. We're excited to welcome you. Um, we're going to reach out to you a few days before your arrival. We'll share the code with you. Um, please don't hesitate to ask any questions. Um, and then, you know, right before their arrival, we have another template saved, which um, outlines their code, how to use it, um, you know, how to find us. Um, and, you know, because we live in a condo, we have um, parking rules and um, all that fun stuff, smoking rules. Um, so we share all that just so that they know. Um, and then, yeah, we just welcome them that way. And then on the day of the checkout, we have a nice thank you message that we share. Um, we've tweaked it a few times um, and we think it's pretty pretty sufficient at this point um, where we kind of explain how the Airbnb rating system works. Um, and we request you know them to review us so that others, other potential guests can um, read those reviews. So we really just have those three, three main messages. Um, I'm the type of person that when I travel, like I'm a little shy, um, and don't really want to be, I don't want to say bothered, but bombarded with, um, you know, too much communication. So we really try to keep it short and sweet for everyone. And then if they want more information, we make sure that they know that we are available to answer those questions. Um, but you know, we don't want to 
make them feel like they're being harassed or stalked or things like that. So um, we try to take like a little bit of a hands-off approach, but also an available approach as well. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you ensure that you are answering promptly and that you're kind of sending that message out as soon as you get a booking? Because we can't always be tied to our phones. So how do you manage that? Um, well, I hate to say it. I, <laughs> I am pretty much tied to my phone. Um, I'm not usually away from it more than uh, 30, 30 minutes to 45 minutes at most. Um, you know, the, the one time I accidentally left my phone at home, I had a guest arrive um, and she couldn't get in. She was using the wrong key code. Um, and I felt terrible about it for days on end. Um, I braced so hard for a bad review, um, but I'm not usually too far from my phone. Um, so I get the emails, I get the texts from Airbnb. So um, I, I do my hardest to respond at least within an hour um, of getting something. That's great. I mean, that's something we definitely stress. It's tough because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a no rules type of girl, go with the flow. Um, the rules that we have, um, so we, when we started, we were pet friendly, um, rental, but our condo board, um, banned, uh, pets for renters. Oh, so, uh, that's one of our rules is no more pets. Um, we do have a no smoking policy, um, inside the unit. I think that's really like our only rules, um, no pets, no smoking, um, you know, the condo board has a quiet hours. Um, so those are listed there in a parking, but yeah, we, we don't really have many rules and we haven't really run into any major issues. Um, we've had a couple guests arrive prematurely and, and stay over their checkout that happened one time. And then I realized I could, um, schedule their locks. Um, so now I schedule their, um, their key code for the smart lock um, to start right at 3 p.m. So they can't check in any earlier than that because the lock won't work. Um, and the lock stops working at 11 a.m. on the day of their checkout. So um, I make sure to tell them that too in their welcome message. Um, and so far, no one's had any issues with that. So um, if, if you think you might run into that issue, I would definitely encourage people to get smart locks and um, time their key codes. That's a great tip. Definitely. That's a good one. Besides Airbnb, are you listed anywhere else? Um, so we are on um, Verbo. Um, we used to be on booking.com and we used to be on TripAdvisor, um, but we really didn't get any traffic from either of them. So we've taken ourselves off of that. Um, we are listed with FabStays. Um, I don't know if you've heard of FabStays, but it's um, a um, LGBTQ um, friendly accommodation site. Um, so we're listed as an ally host for that community. Um, so you can find us on that website too. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to have direct bookings at all? Yeah, so we do take direct bookings. Um, we do it mostly for friends and family, um, but uh, don't, don't tell Airbnb this, um, but in our listing, um, we were able to, um, at the bottom of our listing, it says, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and it gives you our handle. Um, 
So we kind of put that in there that if people wanted to reach out to us off site um, and book direct, they could. Um, no one's really taken advantage of that, but um, you know, it's there. Uh, we've taken a couple bookings off Instagram um, and off Facebook. We're, we post on um, Facebook Marketplace too. Um, so we usually give guests the option of, you know, you can book through Airbnb if you feel more comfortable. Um, you know, it kind of secures your payment. Um, it gives you that assurance and the insurance for us. Um, but if you wanted to save on the fees, you can also book direct with us too. So we do give people that option. Great stuff. Um, let's talk about pricing a little bit. You know, do you consciously manage that daily? Do you not? Do you have it? Do you use software for it? Do you not use software for it? What's your theory about it? Um, so I struggle with pricing. Um, I don't have a software for it. Um, you know, like I had mentioned before, we had originally discussed with a management company at first when we um, were thinking about launching this. Um, they had kind of given us a ballpark idea on where other um, condos in our um, area were renting for. Um, so we kind of took that and ran with it. Um, we had started around like 129 a night, um, but I, I hate seeing my calendar open. Um, it kills me to know that it's just sitting up there and that, um, you know, someone could be enjoying it, but they're not. Um, so, you know, usually a, a week or two in advance, if I see some um, open dates on my calendar, I actually go in there and I, I lower them kind of significantly. Um, we've gone as low as like $69 a night um, you know, which, which maybe we're just giving it away at that point, but I honestly would rather see someone in there, um, than see it sit open. Um, so for friends and family, I'm always telling them, I'm like, if you want to go, just go, like, all I got to do is pay my cleaner. Um, so yeah, we're, we're up and down with our pricing. Um, but since we added, um, the, we're, we're a member of the, Club at Christmas Mountain, which is across the street from us, they have an indoor pool and a hot tub, um, a gym and all sorts of fun stuff over there. Um, but since we've added that membership, it's an added cost to us. So we did we did bump our prices up this year to like 169 um, and people are still booking. So I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where the right price is for us, um, but we're, we're up and down all the time. <laughs> Well, you know, here's the thing. I think, you know, like there is no one way to do this, you know, and, and, you know, to say like, yeah, I dropped it all the way to $69. Someone might be like, whoa, that's wicked. Low. I, my first reaction was like, wow, that's really low. But, you know, you're keeping your cleaner busy, you know, you're generating another review for yourself, hopefully a five star. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that come out of that that booking that that was sitting there vacant that you filled, you know, so we've had many conversations about it. You know, we use the software. Um, I, I started out without it and um, I swear by it now. Um, and, you know, we've had owners that, you know, they don't want to go below a certain price. I've had owners that, that don't want to go above a certain price and it's everything in between. So I think it's really a personal that's a real personal matter in, in my mind and, you know, whatever you, you feel good about. So, so the Christmas mountain membership thing. So can I get a guest can use that? 
Yeah, so um, we when we first purchased it um, this time last year, um, guests could use it and it cost the guests $7 a person um, to get in there and use um, those amenities. Um, they closed in March due to COVID um, and then they sold to um, a new company um, in the summer and the new company just changed the structure of the membership. So um, we now pay more, uh, but our guests don't have to pay anything now. So um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, having an indoor pool in the winter, I mean, I have a, I have a condo that we, that we manage and it has a pool, but it's an outdoor pool. So obviously it's closed yeah. and I can just imagine like people are excited that they, that you have a pool that you can offer them. Um, I was going to ask, uh, so obviously we're, you know, Massachusetts just put travel restrictions in where if, you know, if you leave the state and go to New Hampshire, you have to quarantine for 14 days or get a test and all that stuff. And we've seen some cancellations, you know, um, I think today, honestly, with the snow brought a ton of bookings, uh, but how, how is it going for you all right now? Um, well, since they lifted the first restrictions back in June, um, I mean, we sold out June, July, August, um, September was booked like at 85% capacity. And then October was almost booked at like 90%. Um, November was a little slow. Um, and December, I'd say December is about 50, 50 right now. Um, so we, we actually have a seasonal rental coming up from January to March. Um, so it's really hard to say how, um, sure. you know, everything's being affected now. I think you just described kind of what we we've seen too. I mean, the summer was insane. Um, could barely keep keep our head above water um, to keep up with the occupancy, probably 96% occupied. Um, the, the beginning part of December was a little soft for some properties and some were still booking pretty good. Um, and then we've seen some cancellations, you know. One, I, you know, I've, I just got a cancellation a week ago and it was basically because we didn't have snow, you know, and like I got ski, I got, you know, Epic passes, which gives them rights to ski out of Tash and Wildcat, but we have one run open, you know? So I think that this snow is going to help. It's white gold up here. So yeah. Um, yeah. awesome. Well, great. So you, you're a one woman machine, you know? I try. <laughs> <laughs> so you self, you know, you self manage it. Do you think, you know, do you think ever, is that the way to go for someone that's listening that's just about to launch their first property or um, does it really just depend? Um, you know, I think it really depends on the person um, and what what they've got going on. Um, like I said, like if I have any free time, I want to be as busy as possible. So I think it's a good fit for me um, to self-manage because I, I just love, you know, keeping busy. Um, for somebody who gets overwhelmed easily, I would definitely say, you know, a management company. Um, for anyone who might not have that hospitality gene um, and, you know, being able to really just compromise and accommodate people, um, you might want a management company. Um, so I think it just really depends on the person and how they, you know, how they view hospitality. Um, you know, and, and things like that. So I think another option too, is just to, to find a super host and maybe see if they'll co-host, you know, and, you know, our last guest that, that, that we're about to publish tomorrow, her episode, 
you know, she had someone reach out to her because she had a pretty awesome Instagram story too going on and they were willing to co-host for free. You know, obviously she had decided to pay them, but um, again, if you, you're right, you know, if, if, if hospitality is not your strength, then fill your strength with someone that it is a strength, you know, and do what you do well. I think that's a good takeaway. Okay. So I see here that you're working on a new basement apartment project in Burlington, Mass. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, so me, my fiance, and um, my four-year-old little girl, uh, we live in Burlington, uh, Massachusetts. Um, we have been living here for the last five years, um, but I shared this home with my older brother um, who you know, resided in the basement. Um, so he just purchased his own home um, and he has since moved out. Um, and now we're left with, you know, a big empty basement downstairs that um, it has so much potential. So, um, you know, we've decided to, um, you know, turn it into a, a, an Airbnb type rental. Um, so every Airbnb is so different. Um, you know, it's so hard to kind of compare everyone's stories to another Airbnb. Um, so it's this new one. Um, so we just created an Instagram for this one too. Um, we're not really expecting it to take off like vacay vibes, but um, maybe it will. So it's called Stay A While Rental. Um, and it's uh, much different from vacay vibes in D5 because what we're kind of really focusing on here in Burlington, um, it's not a tourist area. So we're not really expecting to kind of get any hikers or skiers down here. Um, we're really focusing on um, like corporate housing, um, traveling nurses, um, you know, families relocating to the area um, or searching for homes, um, things like that. Anyone who's looking for a furnished type apartment for a long-term stay. So hence our um, Instagram handle, stay a while rental. Um, so we're gonna be um, putting ourselves on Furnish Finder, uh, which will be a new venture for us. We've never listed on there before, um, but we're, we're eager to see how it pans out for us here. Um, so it's just a small studio apartment in our basement, it's got your own private entrance, a driveway. Um, and yeah, so we're just, we're eager to see how that will go. Um, we're in the process of the construction right now um, and it'll go live, we're hoping early 2021, so. Awesome. Obviously having an Airbnb or a rental that you don't live at um, versus when one you do live above, it's going to be very different. Do you have any fears or any anxiety about that going in? Um, I think my biggest fear is just my daughter. Um, I'm nervous about having strangers around her. Um, so we, we have um, sectioned off that part of the house um, so that they won't have entry into our home. Um, but I'm still nervous that you know, this a, a potential stranger could see my daughter in the yard. And um, so I, I think I'm really concerned about that. But um, I, my fiance always jokes, he's like, you know, you'd really make a good private investigator. Um, so I think before anyone books, I'm going to do that, that deep Facebook background search on them um, <laughs> and pull up. My, my, um, my trick is always to take someone's name, put it into Google and then put arrest right after it. 
um, to see how many times they've been arrested. So um, I'm going to be a little bit more picky on who we uh, approve down there um, versus, you know, what I approve up in uh, the White Mountains. So very exciting, you know, and I think it just shows, again, your entrepreneurial spirit. It's like, you know, that this isn't a vacation destination. So you're going a completely different angle. And that's pretty awesome. I think it's exciting. What's, what do you, what do you see? Maybe, you, maybe you haven't thought past that because it's you know when you're in the launch phase of a new project it's hard to look past but you know do you have a five-year goal out there that you're like you want to you want to expand even more or you know are you cool with what's going on now um i mean so i'm 30 years young um i just bought so i bought vacay vibes when i was 27 years old um you know my plan is by the time i retire I'll have a vacation property in all my favorite destinations so that when I retire, I can just bounce, you know, from the White Mountains to Florida to California. Um, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, I, ideally, you know, in less than five years, we'd like to have another home up in the White Mountains, um, preferably a house and not a condo. Um, we've had some challenges with, um, you know, renting in a condo. Um, so we'd like to, you know, add another one there. Um, I have eyes on, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Fry Island, Maine. Um, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to own a house up there, um, and be able to rent it out there. I don't think a lot of people know about Fry Island. And I think it's something that, um, you know, I'd love to shed light on it, but at the same time, I also know the owners probably up there wouldn't wouldn't want too much light shown on there because it's a hidden gem up there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we, we really would love to grow. Um, and we're hoping um, our basement apartment, uh, stay a while rental will kind of help us um, save up to buy uh, more property someday. That's great. I think it's exciting. Um, I'm sure because I feel this way. And I'm sure our listeners are, are going to feel this way too. I just, I'm rooting for you. You know, I'm really I'm excited that you, one, you're young and you started young, you know, and, um, and you're doing it and you're doing, doing it very well and you're successful. And I think you're a, more, a role model, um, you know, for, for a lot of people. So I know when you're in it, you might not think of it that way, but yeah, looking from the outside, that's, it's definitely how I feel about you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> Okay, so we're kind of towards the end. That was like the fastest hour um, I think I've spent. So um, really, fast. really fast, you know? So I, I do have a couple more closing kind of questions. So um, I think you said that if you were to go back, you know, in time, um, you, would, you wouldn't have published right away, but is there anything else that you would do differently um, knowing what you know now, you know, two years later? If I were to do it all again, I, you know, I love the look of VK Vibes in D5. You know, we have that Swiss chalet style building. Um, I love that it's on the golf course and it's, you know, got the pool and the, the river. Um, but I think if I were to do it all again, I would completely avoid uh, buying in a condo <laughs> in an HOA. Mm -hmm. um, it, that has, um, I love VK Vibes in D5. It's my passion. Um, you know, all day long, I'll shout it from the rooftops. Um, but 
it's it's a bit of a damper when um, I get so many complaints from the HOA board. Um, and so it, it really kind of just pains me to, to have that part of it. Um, so I think if I were to do it all again, I would look for, um, you know, a more um, isolated property um, so as to not affect neighbors yeah. um, and have to kind of deal with that. Um, and yeah, I think um, going into it, I think I'd be a little bit more prepared. Um, you know, we, we had launched it before we had repainted, before we had replaced the couch, um, before we had professional pictures. So I think, you know, going into it uh, again, um, I would make sure everything's in order before I hit the publish button. All the pictures are right. Um, everything's done, all the maintenance, all the furniture, all that fun stuff. No, that's great. Is there anything on your heart, uh, Daniela, that that you'd want to say to a listener that doesn't have a property yet, um, definitely interested in doing this? Is there anything that we've haven't covered that you're like, oh, I wish I had said that, or did we get it all? Um, I think you you kind of got it all. I think um, I I would kind of just piggyback off um, a couple of things we had noted about. Um, uh, Instagram and how I got all my followers and um, about my prices. So I, I had mentioned to you guys that um, we do a lot of giveaways on Vacay Vibes and D5, um, which has gotten us followers, but not only has it gotten us followers, um, it's also gotten us repeat um, guests. And on top of the repeat guests, we've also had referrals from our, um, our winners of our giveaway. So um, even though, you know, we've given away a few stays, um, we've, you know, made that back, um, you know, quite a few times over. Um, we've also donated stays to front fundraisers as well. Um, you know, some local friends who have needed help with um, raffle baskets. We've put together some raffle baskets um, with a, a couple night stays. Um, and again, we've, we've seen, um, you know, threefold back with that. Um, so, you know, that's a way to kind of not only get um, guests, but also to get followers if you're on social media too. So um, it was a, a chance we took it and we've actually been really happy with that one. Well, that's really great. I and, love and that. Yeah, because the other thing that, you know, the other thing is you, you also are using your property to give back. You know, and I think that that's pretty special too. How how um, when you did your first giveaway, you know, was it at a point where it was right at the beginning, or did you have a thousand followers, or like where were you? Um, it was pretty close to the beginning. I think it was probably about six months in. Um, I think we were around like four hundred or five hundred followers. Um, and we, like I said, we really kind of went after our family and friends to kind of help us um, grow our audience. Um, and now at this point, um, I think we're close, to, we're just over 4,000 on Facebook too. Um, so at this point now it's, it's branched out further than our friends and family. Um, so yeah, it's definitely helped a lot. Great. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think we're going to let you go. We really appreciate you um you you've done an awesome job on the podcast and i i know that um i feel better i, I feel you you've actually instilled 
a little bit of a challenge for me to be better at what I do. And I think that's awesome. Hannah, you want to close us out? Yeah, sure. So I'm sure all of our listeners are going to really want to Instagram stalk you now and check out your property. What's the best place for someone looking to reach out to you to do so? Uh, I would say either Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm on both of them um, pretty regularly. So um, Vacay Vibes and D5 uh, is our Instagram handle and it's the same on Facebook. So facebook.com slash Vacay Vibes and D5. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. (laughs) Thank you very much.